Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I am your host, Tyler. And I am Saturday Till. Saturday Till with Saturday Mimosas, baby. Oh, yeah. One more time. Special coming in late episode. Oh, we still love you guys. Want to get you something. You know, my wife just started a video podcast related to a topic that she's involved in. Oh, really? I'm signing Excellent. it to you. Excellent, yes. Um, and she's like... You know, when should I release it, blah, blah, I'm like, well, you're not on a schedule. It's your thing. Yeah. You're beholden to no one. She's like, well, I'll keep regular. I'm like, yeah, well, just with our podcast, we do release it on a certain day, but... Sometimes okay. we miss. We don't have to. We don't have to. And for people who are looking for it and it doesn't come, I do apologize. I tweet. I tweet about it. Still, you know. So if you want, you know, the most up-to-date information regarding if we're on schedule or not, follow us on Twitter at RWT Podcast. I think they know that by now. I don't know if people use it's Twitter. About, yeah, it's whether or not I people saw, use Twitter. I mm, saw, this was months ago, only 20% of Americans are on Twitter. That I, was the stat I, I saw. That. I mean, you know, worldwide, I don't know the percentage, but that means only 70-ish. I don't believe that we got enough reshares for me to join Twitter yet. No. Oh, no, no, it was it was not. It was um, Unique Listens. Unique Listens, yeah. I think we might have. Did we? I can go check on it. Because I have a Twitter ready to go. It's out there. <laughs> Is it Till? Yeah. Till Alvrilil? Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Alvrilil. Alvrilil. Alvrilil, yes. That's, and what is that name from? Uh, Alvrilil. So Till I just took from the lead singer of Rammstein because I was a bard, and that was the first character, and he was a great bard. Uh, and then Alvrilil is actually drow. It is drow for blood of the blade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Edgy. I was 16. <laughs> it was a wonderful time. <laughs> And, uh, but no one ever knew. It just sounded like a name. It, yeah, like, no, because you use that name very often, very in, often. A, in a different activity. In, in many activities. Are you okay sharing the other activity you use it most uh, often in? There was a time uh, long, long ago, uh, maybe even a listener remembers, Tell Aubrey Lil from Dagger Hair, little LARP Also action. known as, yes, yeah. LARPing, uh, live action role playing. Where you would have I'll, foam weapons and foam beat weapons. the shit out of each other. Yes, you know, and, and it was uh, an excellent way to get drunk when, you know, you couldn't buy booze yourself because yeah. of age restrictions uh so yeah no nowadays uh, i can do it myself so i don't really see the point well you could be like my brother and you want to just beat the shit out of you well yes yes there are those that just need to get rage out and i don't dispute that i have you know anger from time to time but uh i find alcohol works just fine did you see all those headlines last week week and a half ago about how metal actually inspires good feelings, positive feelings, and feelings of joy in people who listen to it. I believe it. Yeah. It's not a, it's not an anger-inducing music. I've always found that the uh, the metal community at large is very welcoming, and like they actually just enjoy each other. Like, yeah. They, they just enjoy other people that like the same music. That's been a pretty big change since, you know... Unless like, you like when, the um, wrong band. Yes, but like, uh, what's the... Uh, Rob Halpert. Yeah. You know, gay. Yeah. When people discovered that ages ago, like, oh, no, but that, that attitude has changed a lot where... The metal community. You be gay and rock. Yeah, generally, like, whatever, as long as you fucking rock, bro. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> they don't care. But I, I, I'll, I'll show people, like, oh, this is a music list. You're like, really? It's so angry. I'm like, no, I don't feel that way about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, if I go and I play, like, Servicing by Slipknot, you know. Okay, I thought you said Servicing, like, surfacing. jerking, surfacing. surfacing. Okay, I heard, yeah, got it, got it, got it. You know, people would be like, wow, it's a really angry song. I'm like, no, no. You get it out. Even, um, was the song All Out Life. Yeah. That is a life-affirming, positive song telling you to do the best and be, be yourself and be yeah. unique. Like, we listen to it like, no, that's angry. No, it's not. All right. We're, this is not a music podcast. Yeah, it's I'm not sorry. a music podcast. Um, the, I have a friend that does music podcasts. We'll talk to him about that. Well, you know, we could wrap it up when we're kind of music we play in D&D there sessions. That's actually a thing for later. 
Um, but what we want to talk about in the first half of the show today is a sort of final conclusion on our ongoing story related to... The Great Experiment. The Great Experiment is what we're going to call it in a character swap, a deliberate character swap midstream of the campaign. And it happened, and it is now resolved. Yes, exactly. So can you summarize for the listeners so, what happened so far? So f- a few months back, uh, on online, on our live yep. recording, yep. we uh, we came up with the idea. You know, what if we've hit this point in the campaign, now let's look at the world from another group's perspective. Because there are essentially uh, these crystals that we're all trying to get control of or learn about or figure out what the hell to do with. And one group has kind of done their thing and ran their course with their crystal. Well, now let's see what another group is doing with their crystal. And so we all made new characters, uh, an elven family uh, that became part of this grand story. And so we've been playing the past few months as that elven party, all working, maybe knowingly or unknowingly, maybe our knowledge from our previous characters funneled into this, but we've all been working towards this goal, and now the two parties have finally come to the point where they have met yeah. because of various circumstances and events. Which was a hell of a session. Oh my gosh. So like, the, the, the podcast this week is late because we played on Tuesday when yes. we normally record, yes. and I told players, come prepared to play as your elven characters and your goblin characters, the previous ones. Yes. So we started off the session, elves, partway through, swapped to goblins, partway through, swapped back, until the point where both parties came head-to-head, and there was characters players playing multiple characters in the same conversation. Yes, yes. Um, and there's even a brief moment where Boncor messaged a third character that I was at some point. <laughs> yes. And that just... that Using ascending stone. Yes, luckily that, that was just a quick thing that uh, I didn't really... So you were trying to hold up three different so, yes. voices. Very different. Like, I go... I go uh, just in my normal voice mm-hmm. for the elf. I do uh, an Irish voice for the Bu- for the bugbear, and I do a uh, Eastern European <laughs> Russian for the uh, Asimar that's no longer with us. We're gonna call them Sassamars uh, now. Sassamars, yes, love yes. that. Yes, finger snaps, Sassamar. Um, so that was that was interesting. So I'm trying to, and there were many times in the session that I would be the elf, and a little Irish would just kind of seep through into yeah. that. And I'd be like, oh, crap. Catch Not that. all the players were present to be multiple. Like, some of their characters were in different areas, which actually I think worked out because, you know, our our resident barbarian, he didn't necessarily want to try and channel multiple characters, so it was fine. I think it was fine mm-hmm. for him to not be part of that. Yeah. Um, but for Tavy, mm-hmm. who was his rogue character. Oi! <laughs> Where are the horses? Like, you could tell he was having a, a blast being multiple people. Um, but we concluded. You should DM. He'd be a great. Okay, DM. I agree. We concluded that, um, you know, basically you interact with each other, kind of went your separate ways. And I asked afterwards, like after the after the conversation concluded, okay, which story do we want to follow? And we all agree. You all agreed, elves, second group. Yep. Which, as the DM, my analysis of that is, okay, this works because this could work if you you start a campaign. Like early on, level one through three, mm-hmm. for example, you play as characters. You get familiar with the world, the environment, and you re-roll. Like in a video game, like, okay, I know the rules now. I'm going to re-roll a new character. Stay, you still start at level three. The character you actually want to play through that world and that environment in. Yeah, so it's it's a lot like, you know, you play Skyrim. Yep. You play for a couple hours. Yep. You get a feel for it. You're like, okay, this will work much better. And mm-hmm. you go back and exactly. start over. Exactly. I'm definitely not going to play as a sorcerer in Skyrim because yeah. fucking spellcasting early levels is the worst. The worst. It's the worst. You die to everything. Yeah. I'm oh, going to try to kill this troll with fire. Well, too care. bad. It doesn't care. 
that fucking mountain troll outside of what's that little town you first? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, it's a shitty little town. Yeah. There's, a, there's a fucking troll up the hill. Kills you. Well, then avoid the troll. But my thing is always... It hunts me down. Ice wraiths. Yeah. Fighting them with spells is tough. Or even fighting the dragons with spells. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I gotta, get, I gotta get up there. You don't have a lot of range. spells. Fighting the dragon with a you know, greatsword is also a little tricky. Yeah, but you have... <laughs> so I, I feel like the, the video game mentality about it really worked out because you guys... You, you had a lot of fun with the mm-hmm. goblin party and the, and the mm-hmm. chaos of it. But once you got into the bigger world, it was more fun, I think, to be a more established group. So and, and I think you hit the nail right there. I don't think it's necessary that any of us disliked the characters yeah, that we were. Not at all. I think it's that the elves, even if we had started with the elves, I think it's good that we created the characters together and we were a family unit, which explained why we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. The goblinoids kind of were just together just because we were happenstance we were yeah we were characters together it wasn't that we were a group for a specific purpose and had long-term goals and ideals it was we're all playing a game here's your characters go well and i think the having the intro to the story that two people lost their characters midway through that sucked as well well having the intro to the story though allows you to build a better foundation for your second characters absolutely you know what we kind of know the geopolitical or whatever landscape of the world. So when we make this group, when we make this family, we'll keep, well, not necessarily like metagame. We'll keep those things in mind. Mm-hmm. So that allowed you to, again, I'm not going to make the sorcerer in the first part of Skyrim because it sucks. I'm going to make the archer because I know it can survive. Forever and then I'll get to the rest of the game. It It's a it's a gate or it's a key through a gate that allows me to get to the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Because what level did we start as the goblins? Three? Three. Three. You got to level 14? Actually, I started at four. It was three or four. Three or four. Guys level like 14. Switched gears. You guys, elves at 14, 13, 14. 12, like. I think, actually. You're level 16, 16. now? Yeah. <clears throat> so you've you've spent fewer levels with your elven characters. Even like less time. I think, what, yeah. nine days has yeah. passed in game? Maybe, maybe two weeks. But you're all way more invested in the second characters. Yeah. Easily. Oh, absolutely. Even though your party composition isn't great. Not great. It's, it's a We have a, a monk. We've got the monk, a druid. we've got a druid, we've got a fighter rogue, a ranger rogue, and an artificer. And an artificer. Artificer, excuse artificer. me. Artificer. <laughs> so your party comp, not great. Not great. But the family dynamic, so funny. Excellent. And again- Great to role play. You know, that's part of, oh, we know where we are in the world, what things exist in this world. Elves. We're going mm-hmm. to be these elves. Yep. We're going to be the elves of this particular society, whatever. Yeah. And you, and that, it gets me every time when you guys like- RP is the elves and interact with each other. I think it's so funny. It's so stupid. It's awesome. It's so stupid. I I I will be laughing. I'll just be sitting there with my hand over my face. Like anytime you look at me, mm-hmm. and I'm like this. I'm laughing to myself because mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous. That's great. And this is about the same time now that I've implemented a rule I saw online of, if we're like fast traveling in air quotes, you have to do two to three minutes of, RP amongst the party, not including me as a DM. Like if you're if you guys are just walking, you have to do that. As a way to build relationships, um, and I think that that investment has enabled that. Yeah. To actually like look at each other and, and know, okay, oh, you're my sister, you're my uncle, yeah. you're my brother-in-law, yeah. whatever, and actually talk to them that way. And I think it's that everyone does an excellent job of being their characters this time around. Yeah. I think that we all have a much better feel for those characters and the family dynamic, and just making the characters together. Make it so we all know what the other one's doing and how to respond. And it's almost like we've known each other for years and years and years. Right. Like you do in a normal friend group. 
So that helps with the, you know, just role playing on the spot, so to speak. Yeah, because you actually have, um, like, so. you, you've already you, you built the familiarity with each other as players by being the mm-hmm. other characters, and now you can expand on that. Um, and it's something you see in meme form on Twitter and Reddit and whatever of, you know, oh, I have this great character idea. idea. Can you just kill my previous character so I can be this <laughs> character? Everybody, almost everybody has that moment of, absolutely. I, I want to change characters now. Yeah. So why not lean into that and say, okay, guys, we're going to play these characters from levels one to five or, or whatever. Just say we're going to play these characters until we get to X spot in the story. Sure. That you way can... they don't know, oh, I'm at level five, it's about over. Yeah, we're going to, we'll milestone it. We'll yeah. play until a certain milestone and then we'll, then we'll switch. Flip the switch. Yeah, exactly. And you can become the characters from any other part of the universe yeah. or whatever. Uh, and I, I honestly, I'm recommending it to our listening I audience. Also, I also think it worked out very well. I think everyone is more invested in their characters. Yeah. I think that we are more invested in the story as a whole. Like, we've accomplished so, so much, much more as this elven in group less time. in so much less time. Uh, the, the goblinoids were very uh, were selfish. They, they are. They, they were very selfish, very much uh, looking after themselves and what they wanted for themselves. The grand story didn't really appeal to them. No. They, they kind of would accidentally stumbled into yeah. it. The, uh, the other part of this that I recommend and I want to do, and I think this is evidence for it for everybody, is some sort of session zero for your players where they sit down or they have a group chat. Yeah, even if the DM's not involved, I highly agree. Yeah, like this is, listen, guys. I want to do this, but I'm open to this. And everybody has the conversation. Yes. Of, do we need a healer? No, not really. You've got lay on hands, you know. Uh, okay, well, I want to be a dwarf. Well, the rest of us want to be blah, 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 you know. Work it out. Yeah. Make sure you're all on the same page going into the game. Right. Because you don't want inter-party conflict, unless you do. But you definitely don't want character conflict in that like i'm trying to have a conversation with you and your and your whole motivation does not line up with mine so it's like really boring and awkward and hard to do it's hard to do exactly so you don't want somebody whose sole motivation in this world is to steal everything yeah and it's somebody else's job or they're big on charity they want to give to everyone so literally see what you do just steal from one charity yeah exactly um so having somebody that's you know rolling sleight of hand every second and somebody else that's Trying to stop them yeah. is just counterintuitive. As comical as that can be, it doesn't lend itself to a long-term No, campaign. it's funny for a session, great for a one-off. Perfect. And I think that's the part of this that it really spoke to me, is this is a good practice for a long-term yes. campaign. Mm-hmm. If, if you're like, oh, I'm going to switch characters for one session. No, it doesn't do that. If you're going to switch characters for a long period of time, like I'm, I'm doing this as a long-term investment in the health of my party, in my the health of our involvement in the story. Yes. This is a this is for this is not for the campaigns that are one shots. This is not for, you know, your level one to five. Whatever. Also, I wouldn't say it's for a pre made either. Nah. Because you're with a pre made, you already have a general idea of what's going to happen. So just roll with it. Yeah. And the, and we're lucky because the party has gotten past level ten. Yes. Right. We're not in the majority of D and D campaigns. No, we're getting towards. Uh, you that just point hit sixteen. Where you're fighting gods essentially. Yeah. You you will finally soon be able to actually hold your own against the big bads who yeah. have just been toying with you yeah. for the most part. Yeah, so very far. much so. Yeah, you'll, you'll finally be able to be like, hey, haha, we can at we least, can do this. we can not die. You know, Neil got his legs back, which was good, but then, you know, we didn't play that character anymore. You guys are alive. You you, you can fast, you can wind walk mm-hmm. anywhere, mm-hmm. which is like... We have continental travel. You have, you have intercontinental travel. You have first class, you know, 
short of teleporting. The ocean is not an obstacle anymore. Which is amazing. None of you have interacted with a teleportation circle, even though they're all over. Wait. We don't have teleportation, so we don't have any spells to do it. Huh. Fascinating. Yeah, no. Uh, fun, interesting fact. Um, in the past, let's see, in the, in the group that I DM for, uh, and then in any of the characters we made in the two groups that we've had for us, there has not been a single arcane character outside of a single bard who is dead. Nathan Explosion. No. Well, actually, yeah, I guess him, but he died way early. I'm talking about in my, the game I DM for. There was a bard that made it uh, towards the end and then died. And so, but he never took Torpetation Circle. So literally no one in three whole groups Could teleport. has been able to teleport. Because you were lucky you have the druid who has a lot of transport via plants, plant, rather, yeah. and windwalk. Yeah, I've had Wind- druids in every group. I've had uh, plenty of fighters and such, but no arcane This is giving casters. me a, a slight positive inclination towards druids. Like, they're good utility characters. Great utility. Excellent utility. Horrible at everything else. Horrible at everything else. But, like, you know, he can do um, commune with nature, so you know what's around you. Mm-hmm. He can do the, the long-distance traveling. Speak with plants. Speak with plants. Awaken, awaken stuff. Yeah. You know, all sorts of um, things. Healing. And then uh, the one thing I will say Regenerate about... Regenerate restoration. ...druids is the more I study them, and I'm going to play one today, which is going to be good... Um, the more I appreciate the sheer versatility they have yeah. in that they can <coughs> just me. daily prepare whatever they need to prepare. What if, oh, we're about to go swimming? I'm going to have water breathing set up. You yeah. know? Or then they've lost so many ritual spells. Druids have so many ritual spells that they can just That's the benefit of the casting. wizard, too. If your spell yeah. book is deep enough, you, you, you know everything. Yeah. And if you were able to ritual cast stuff, that's just a class feature. Yeah. Like, your character can spend 10 minutes to I'm do this to think, thing. What, druids... Wizards, clerics. I don't think anyone else can ritually cast anything, can they? Paladins? Can a can a uh, artificer cast some stuff? Original artificer, artificer can cast identify as a ritual. Oh, okay. But I don't. Um, I don't think they cast anything else as a ritual. Yeah, I don't know that. Off I don't, the I don't top know about the new head. one. Probably not. The new one is questionable. I wonder if someone's gonna play it today. We have a one shot today that we're doing Should, after I this. I should have done that. Nah. Mistakes were made. My wife's not done with her character. Character. So yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'll go back and fix that. You'll never know. Anyway. Um, Final so thoughts about character swap. I think it's an excellent idea. I highly endorse it for any group that's doing long-term campaigning. Yeah. Um, Especially I if say, you discover that your character's like, I kind of want to play this other character. Yeah. Like, let's say that you have made a necromancer because you had no idea what the world was going to be. And lo and behold, oh, Regret. you're in a holy city. Regret. Where nobody likes necromancy and everything is super, yeah. super, like, they take death very seriously. And everyone, you know, cremates ashes and things like that. You know, at that point, it's like, well, shit, my necromancer's going to suck. Yep. It's, it's a good failsafe, too. Yes. Yeah. That way, and I think it keeps everyone invested and no one gets bored. That's, I would agree. Nobody's bored. Yeah. You're, you're like, because you care. But one thing I would say is I wouldn't do it again in the same campaign. Like, you offered to nope. let us do the yeah. Dragonborn or the Dwarves, and I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, we like starting over. Yeah. Like, the one restart, perfect. I think it happened at a great time. I think that we made great decisions with the characters, and I think it's worked out well. I think doing it again would just be too much. I would agree. And again, not for everybody. But if you want to try it, Give it a shot. All right, we will be taking five, and we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Guess who's back? (laughs) Again? 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 Once again? The shady? The slip shady? back. 
still a friend. You See, that's not the kind of music that I put in my D&D sessions. <laughs> what kind of music do you play? I use the World of Warcraft music. Oh, well, now they're going to sue us. Why? I don't know. I can't sue me they'll for find, it. They'll find a way. I'm not I'm not making money off my D&D game. No, you are not. No, I'm not. No, you are not. Not even close. I'm Definitely losing money. In the it's negative. a loss. Yeah, it's, it's red. It's real red. Real red. But the, but the World of Warcraft music is... It spans a lot of games mm-hmm. and a pretty mm-hmm. decent albums. You could usually find something that's good. Elder Scrolls music is perfect. Elder Scrolls music is good. Um, Fable. Fable. Fable music is good. Especially if you're doing like a tavern scene. Yeah. You could no. There's there's an entire Warcraft album tavern music of different <laughs> taverns on a on a boat tavern in this tavern and this it's an entire album of tavern music which is perfect. Let's see what about uh, like Dragon Age. Dragon Age music is way too epic. I feel like it's all combat based. Like every song is an epic combat song and they're kind of weird. Yeah, I can agree with they're that. They're kind of intense. So is the fighting. Like you fight some intense shit. Like oh demon. What was demon, the name of demon? the golem in the first one? Shale. Oh I, yeah, Shale. Shale sounds right. right. Fucking overpowered from like he was DLC. Yeah. So overpowered. I, I don't think I ever bought DLC for the original. He was an AOE tank. I didn't do. Who couldn't die. I didn't do Morgan's side story oh, thing. You missed out. Yeah. Good game. First yeah. one's good. First one's good. Third one's good. Second, second one's okay. Second one, yeah. Third one. Third one. The combat system in the second one I didn't like as much. And it was too much from the dwarves situation. What was the dwarf's name? Was oh, Bianca? No, it was his crossbow. It was his crossbow, but whatever his name was. Third one was fun because of like the whole building your castle and the army yeah, and whatever. Was, it was just such a like crazy story. The one thing I didn't like about it is that no, I actually bought the DLC for the second one and I killed that motherfucker in that fucking cave and then he came in the third one and was the big bad. Yeah, I was very mad about that. Hey, you know, because I had to, I had to spend a lot of time trying to kill that guy in the. I do like the dragon one. fighting too. Like when you in the third one especially. Yes, yeah, like when you, you go, go dragon hunting, you go hunt down a big old dragon. You walk through the cave. There it is. The yeah. one in the cave, like in the like, you just go through the cave entrance and it's right there. Yeah. There's a big, big opening. Big open area. So hard. Oh, I know. That was the hardest one by far. I, no, the the there was one in like a wintry cave I had, at the bottom. No, I that was easy. There, the one that one in that cave with the big opening. It's like the north part of the map. Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. That's the only one I had any trouble with. There's a lot. There's a lot of good fight. Because I, I of course was an archer and I had so many abilities. Oh yeah, your main character has to be a rogue. Oh, yeah. You have to main a rogue so you can pick locks. Yeah. That goes without yeah. saying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The fu- well, the third one, there's actually some pretty good rogues, too. But like the first one, you had to main a rogue so you had lock picking no matter mm-hmm. what you did. But I had to play the games multiple times so you could unlock all the achievements because you got to bang all the people who you can bang, <laughs> marry who you can marry, kill people you can kill. Like Those are the achievements. Romance with whoever. Got to get those cutscenes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, section two for today. It's a trap. <laughs> We're talking about We're traps, talking traps, baby. Traps. How to um, use, how to balance, when is best. Interesting traps? I don't like traps. You don't like traps. Why don't you like traps? So here's my issue with traps. Hit me. Um I feel like I feel like no matter what happens or how the game gets played, dying via trap is the worst fucking way to go. Now see, you've stumbled you've already stumbled upon something very, very interesting. Like I'm sitting there, I can fight a dragon, I can fight demons, I can fight hordes of the undead, and a fucking pit trap's gonna do me in? That seems fucked up. Well, does a trap have to be deadly? I don't know, it's up to you, the DM. So you're, are you advocating, cool trap, just not a trap that can kill me? Well, I, I just you're don't like, like traps You're like super sensitive, delicate snowflake about your character being maimed and killed, though. I don't understand what's wrong with wait, you. Wait, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. 
Just when a Fire Crotch fought the Runic in the last battle before we retired those characters, mm-hmm. he went toe to toe in a little ass cave mm-hmm. with no issue. Had no complaints. I loved every minute of that. Dying is not a problem. Dying because I failed a deck save annoys the fuck out of me. So if my wizard hits you with a fireball and you die because you failed different. a deck save? Totally different. Why? I saw it coming. What if you didn't? That would be annoying. What if like you get sniped, fireball sniped from a cliff while you're traveling that through one a canyon? fireball wouldn't kill me, but if I have to run what through- What if it did? It wouldn't. Finger of death and you fail the save. It wouldn't kill me. It might. Disintegrate. But, okay, fine. My point is that if I have to run down a hall and have to stop and roll, perception nothing. Perception nothing. Perception, nothing. If I have to go through square by square and roll every time, it wastes time, and then when I fail, I die, that just pisses so me off. So what if you fail and you just get hurt? Still or inconvenienced still in some way? Inconvenience, perfect. You're it's po- inconvenient. You're poisoned. You suffer the poisoned condition. I can't fight a trap. That pisses me off. That's the point. You it fight a trap a different me. way. It can hurt me, and I can't hurt it. It annoys me. Yes, you can. No. You insult its mother. <laughs> hey! Hey, trap! Your, Fuck you! Your mother was... Your mama trap was so fat that I didn't need a perception check to see her. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. There you go. You can well, mock, you can uh, uh, vicious mockery a trap. So you, you're saying a trap shouldn't be deadly. I'm saying just you know, I think traps have their purpose, and I think just a random dungeon with traps, eh, whatever, fuck that. But if like I have a bad guy in his lair that specifically trapped it with certain things to have certain effects, mm-hmm. that's different than just saying. This room is trapped because. Okay. So you, you're saying on theme traps? Yes. I like that. Thematic traps. Okay. Well, I'm going to offer an anecdote that you and I share. Yes. My wife DM'd the Dungeon of yes. the Skeleton King. Yes. And there was a pit trap. There was a pit trap. And we struggled. Struggled. Almost died. So simple hard with a simple pit trap. Getting over it. Falling in it. Getting out of it. Getting the other side of it, only to discover dead ends, having to go back over it. And we probably spent, what, 20 minutes? Oh, yeah. On this trap? Waste time. So funny, though. It was funny for so the first minute. Fu- no, but so funny. No, I got real sick of that really? real fast. Oh, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. No. I think there's, the, okay, especially a trap like that where it triggers, fuck, if it happened. You're no longer dealing with a trap. You're just dealing with a hole in the ground. Yeah. It's not a trap anymore. It's no, an obstacle. I agree. I think that's funny. It's like critical role in doors. They can't get past doors. You always just break down a door. Doors are their biggest enemy. You yeah. can just break a trap. Well, no. Old people are their greatest enemy. Oh, okay. Well, like um, the Skrulls <laughs> and Captain Marvel. Still haven't seen it. It's good. Gotta go. Um, Maybe tomorrow. So, is there a good time for traps? The other thing I will say is I hate, unless it's done for balancing purposes, I hate traps leading up to a big fight. Expand on that. Like, if... If we're going to, like, if I as the DM am setting up, like, like everyone knows they're marching to this big fight and they have to go through this dungeon, you know, if they're going to fight this big bad that, you know, it's an even fight with them at full strength, throwing a bunch of traps in to weaken them beforehand just seems frustrating. And Doesn't annoying. that make sense, though, if you're the big bad? Unless the big bad thinks they can take them. But why would you do that? Why wouldn't you put traps to deliberately weaken your opponent? Because I'm the DM and I want everyone to have fun. I don't want them to be hopeless going into the last fight because they took then exhaustion levels Then they should be checking for traps. What if they fail? Then they this suck. Bi- this big bad, why would he put shitty traps? Why doesn't he have crazy magic ones that they can't even detect or some shit? 
get good. That's all I well, can say. I, I think right. ultimately my point is that anything else in the game is there to enhance the game. Do traps do that? What's the difference between a trap and a skills test, like climbing a cliff? Again, I avoid those for the most part. Swimming across a river. Uh, unless it's very treacherous, I avoid those. RPing with somebody who you have to persuade to achieve something. That's different. That, invo- that involves role-playing. That's, that's like the name of the game. Yeah, but I could RP and get advantage with my trap situation. How? Do it. Again. Right now. If I, I'm We're walking through a player. dungeon. If I am, if I'm the player, go. and I do a great job to the DM of articulating how I'm looking for traps, okay. like fishing for advantage, then I'm going to give you inspiration and okay. make your f- job of go finding the traps easier. Do it. No. Show me. No. Tell me how it's done. No. I don't believe you. You don't believe that I would award inspiration? I, I don't believe that there's something that I could do or describe that would give me inspiration on finding a trap. Say tripwires. Yeah. Say it's a tripwire. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you are a rogue. Yeah. With a what's a powdery item? Some sand. Some chalk some, some or sand, something. Yeah. Or chalk. Chalk. Perfect. And you Every are rogue has going chalk. slowly and just blowing chalk ahead of you to try and find something. Mm-hmm. It coats the tripwire. Okay. Like, it like you you you're doing it as part of your perception check, and you get advantage, and it makes it so you can see. Okay. The tripwire. That's yeah. just a small example, okay. right? If you are if you're going above and beyond, and then would I cut the tripwire? I don't know how you fucking disable tripwire. You make a you make a thieves tool check and you disable the trap. Okay, that's how thieves tools work. Well, but how would I? What what's what are you saying? Like what's how do I get rid of that trap then? Do I step over it? Yeah, you know it's there. I don't fucking know. Okay, but you're asking me to summon up a dungeon trap in my in my mind right now. That is exactly what I'm asking. Get for. at me, okay? I am I am not gonna waste my time. But with that. isn't that a waste of time though? Like, in your opinion. Yeah. Because you want to RP people and stab shit. Some yeah. people, like a rogue, want to use their trap disabling skills. Okay. Once upon a time, barbarians had trap sense. Yes, they did. Now they have danger sense. Yes. The uh, Or, you know, a bard wants to use their skills too. Yeah. Everybody wants to use what they're good at. So if I made a rogue and I was a thief and I'm proficient with a thieves tool and I have expertise in thieves tools, goddamn right give me a trap to disable. I want to flex, man. Okay. I want to flex some shit. Okay. Well. And so, okay, so I'm on board with you. A trap shouldn't be inconvenient for the sake of inconvenience. Mm-hmm. It could be an interesting trap, though, or something funny. Funny is always good. What if it's a pie trap and it shoots, throws pies at your faces? What if it's a giant room full of treasure chests and when you open one, a shadow dragon appears? That was hilarious. <laughs> that was super funny to me. I forget what the solution was. We had to go to the eye. Oh yeah, so that was uh, that was when you guys are goblins. See, now that's different though, because that's more of a, a puzzle, puzzle than a trap. You entered a, a magically dark room with a character in the room that had a, a torch that could light the way. A Wendigo. A Wendigo. It looked like a Wendigo, in my opinion. And the you couldn't tell at first, but the chests were arranged from an aerial view of an eyeball. Of a head. Of a head, yes. And you had like a pr- uh, profile. Yes, exactly. Shot of Thank a you. Head. And a silhouette. And you had to find the chest, sort of located it in the eyeball of it. Yeah. And opening the wrong one, bad shit would happen. Shadow dragon. Shadow case. dragon. A giant hand would come out. It would explode. All sorts of horrible things. And you, uh, your your little reckless goblin barbarian just ran up and opened one. Sure, shit, a shadow dragon popped out in the magical darkness. You couldn't see it. Yeah. It would just pester you while you're all trying to figure out this shit. Yeah, that, that was not good. So that was like puzzle trap combo. Um, but there are 
there are good uses of traps as consequences. Okay. Like, you know, Rogue tries to pick a lock and there's poison needles in it. Okay. Right? You fail okay. and, God, God, God. You know? Yeah. Th- those little things. Mm-hmm. Or um, timed traps uh, that incentivize you to act faster. Okay. Like the walls are closing in. Mm-hmm. Or like you, you step somewhere, suddenly you have the five The ceiling's coming down. Brrr, yeah, exactly. Or you just see the, this hour, the hourglass flip over and you're like, oh, fuck. Something's going to happen when that goes down to zero. Like, those kind of traps that incentivize you, mm-hmm. those are always good. I can agree with that. They're not inconvenient. And you know. Then you know, like, well, something bad is about to happen yeah. to us. Okay. But I would totally agree that I don't like the the feeling of, like, I have to roll Every five feet to find over something. And over. And as a DM, I can't tedious. be like, okay, now make a perception check because then you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's just got to be. Roll, 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 roll. I would make a note. Or you just roll, or the DM rolls in secret to see if you That's true. Pass against your passive. Yeah. Um, I would make a note here for DMs that there should be a distinction between asking for a perception and an investigation check, mm-hmm. and that a perception check relies on basically your sight, sight. and smell. your smell and hearing. Maybe investigation, you taste something in the air like there's some burning, like you can kind of taste sure. it. Or like investigation is a tactile, where you're actually like walking around the room moving Feeling stuff. It. Yeah, you're like actually lifting up the book to see if there's something behind it. Like that. Those Those are different. So if you're rogue says i want to look for traps that's a perception check i want to walk around the room and like look for secret stuff that's an investigation check um but there's a very particular type of trap that i love yo and it's called a mimic it's not a trap that's a creature it's that's a trap a, that's a fight it's a trap. i can fight it it's yes tra- perfect we have found our solution a, a mimic. trap that i can fight <laughs> that I can fight. there was this fantastic anecdote i'm gonna have to find who did it online of this person because mimics are shapeshifters they can take yeah. any form any not form. just a treasure chest yep this guy made a ladder, a mimic. Okay. So his players were all like, they were all around a corner, sneaking. And one would go, he'd like, he'd go around, clamp the ladder. And they didn't know it was a mimic. So he would, he would start wrapping them up and like eating them and then coming into sending back down. And none of them knew. So they would one by one, like just walking into the mouth of this mimic before getting like, eaten by this stupid ladder mimic, which I thought was so funny. That's good. Like a, a piece of furniture you have to interact with, turns out it's a mimic. Yeah. Because everybody assumes, like, oh, there's a treasure chest. I'm stabbing Better it first. Better than animated objects. You always do that. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a rug. Oh, well. Yep. Animated rug, suit of armor, sword. Those are fantastic. Wardrobe, anything. Where as long as, if you're not being careful, but like, do, 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 walking on this rug. And That's a, why you destroy everything. Yeah, you should burn all furniture, kill everything. Mm. But a mimic can be anything. What could, is there a size limitation on mimics? I mean, you're the DM. You can make anything you want. I know, but like the current one. The actual mimic itself, yeah. as is written in the book of well, rules. There's a giant mimic. Um, uh, shape changer. Can you just polymorph into an object or back into its true amorphous form? I think it's medium. Uh, yeah, I guess it's. it can use its action to polymorph. So if it's using polymorph. I guess that could be anything. It could really be anything. It's hit dice is nine. So anything that's ninth challenge. But there is in the Waterdeep heist book a giant mimic. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. They make that distinction. Yes, I I don't have the Waterdeep. I do have all books. So please, just a moment. While you wait, I'm going to pull up polymorph to look at the limits on polymorph. Polymorph. Mm. Polymorph. Hey, fuck you, D and D Beyond, you little shit. All right, let's see what the giant is. So it starts out as a large monstrosity. Okay. Uh, it's got 10 hit dice. Um, let's see. Other than that, it looks like it's 
all the same, just bigger. So you just using bigger. the spell Polymorph, it just says any beast whose challenge rating is equal to less than target's level, whereas the mimic obviously says object. Yes. So I would assume the same rules apply. Any object with fewer hit die, which is anything, polymorph yeah. into the tower, yeah. the building. So there's a story out there about a uh, DM who made a mimic city, the entire city. Didn't we just talk about that last episode? Did we? We mentioned it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Then it comes right back up. Mimic city where all the buildings were mimics, and they just kept shifting as the characters walked through it, and all the townsfolk were doppelgangers that just kept changing. So that's the kind of trap I can get behind. You know, if you're not paying attention, you and, you get into the cart behind the horse, like, do 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 and it eats you. And wait, wait, in the mimic city, just imagine how much fun the players had destroying that city. Oh yeah, you have to you have to raise it. You have to go rampage style. That would be so much fun. You have to turn into a giant lizard, a giant wolf, and a giant. Everyone cast polymorph on themselves. Croc. There was a crocodile, a lizard, and an ape. Ape. Thank you, giant ape. ape. Yep. Crocodile. A werewolf. There was a wolf. There's yeah. a wolf, a lizard, and an ape, yeah. and you had to eat shit. Lizard, crocodile, same. Lizzie. Thing. Wolfie. Fucking whatever. The rampage. George. Characters. George. George was the ape. The wolf's the name wolf was. Name. Izzy. No, Liz. Liz. Izzy. Was it Izzy? Whatever. I don't know. And then you could turn into like a giant bat if you had the nuclear radiation stuff. Um, mimics. I think Mimics is a good balance of traps because it's complicated because you don't know what's going to come. You might be able to detect it first. It's correct. It's dangerous, but not necessarily deadly. Mm-hmm. And you can fight it. Yeah. Perfect Perfect solution to the trap you epidemic. Could, you could easily discover like it's a trap by virtue of... Um, now, what if... What's, what's, it's, a sh- it's an aberration, right? Uh, atrocity. So what if... Which a monstrosity, just so everyone is clear, is pretty much something that a beast is plus. undefinable. It's a beast plus. It's undefinable, really. Yes. Like it should be something else. Like well, that's an aberration. Like, really? Aberrations, aberrations come from another realm. Yeah, I but they're they are truly disgusting things. I, yeah, but monstrosities are like things that shouldn't exist in the natural. I guess in the natural world. I think the word monstrosity covers it. It's a monster. Yeah, it's, it's a monster. It's not a beast. Yeah. It's not. A, it's a monster. It's not even like a big beast. It's a fucked up oh, thing. Oh God, just cracked my neck. Um, but uh, what if like. The person that made a mimic, because mimics get made, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they're creatures, they're, yeah. so they're bred. Yeah. So if the person that made it, like, in its treacherous form, has a, like, trapped lock actually on it. So when the rogue picks the lock, that's when the mimic can attack. Ooh, no. You make the lock the mimic. <laughs> <laughs> so the treasure chest is normal. That's a treasure chest. So when they stab it, it's a normal chest. When they go to pick the padlock, that's the mimic. They just put it in, and it eats the object. It just like the starts hand. consuming their whole hand. Like, ah, no! That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. So you make the treasure chest as normal. Yeah. Or like the lantern or the chandelier on the ceiling. Start using mimics other ways. It doesn't always have to be a treasure chest. No, not at all. But I, I advocate for traps, but I'm agreeing with you. They shouldn't be used in a way that's like tedious. Yes. Like, um, um, what's the thing we just did the one shot where Jesse was the DM? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, were doing we, we uh, walked into the Tomb of Horrors. Tomb of Annihilation. Annihilation. And we walked tomb into... Tomb of Horrors is much older and much deadlier. With more traps. We walked into this random tr- temple with a bunch of traps. We were getting murdered But traps. Yeah, there was nothing we could do. Yeah. We were like, like, okay, we're taking these stairs one at a time, testing for traps, still getting killed. Yeah. Like, okay, we literally left. Yeah. Like, no, we're not fucking we're doing this. Fuck it. It's no, over. We, we, we were beaten. Did we just lose? Said Peter Quill. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. We just lost. Yeah. And traps can easily beat somebody. And you know? that... And it feels bad, man. That felt so bad. That was so demoralizing. Yeah. We, we stopped the session after that. Yeah, it's like, okay. I don't want to do this No, anymore. I don't want to fucking... We're dying. Hashtag feels bad, man. I mean, I'll, give me a horde of goblins. Let's do that all day. All right, so if using traps, I say... Feel, feels good, man. Deadly ones should be used sparingly. And keep your party in mind. If your party's big on the I want to fight a trap situation, yeah. <laughs> maybe a mimic is for you. Yeah, but um, 
if you're going to have deadly traps, there's got to be something great at the end of it. Correct. No one just puts that kind of trap there. Risk versus reward, my friend. No, see, that's the best part. You trap something, nothing behind it. See, I would stop. (laughs) I would just be like, fuck it. Like, listen, listen. New character. I'm done. Done. All right. uh, I I jump in the pit and stay there. As usual, we didn't learn much. I don't think we particularly solved anything. Oh, no, we we learned something over a couple months, and we shared that with you. Yeah, I think we had a great learning experience, and I hope you guys take that with you into your sessions. Um, I hope it works well. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe and rate our show wherever you found it. I try putting on Spreaker, but they want more money so Pick they can go us. eat it. Choose us. Um, follow Love us. us. Follow us on Twitter at RWD Podcast. That way you can get updates about the show. And feel free to send us topics you want to hear about or your D&D rants. We did get feedback via email on uh, our rules arguing episode. And that was excellent. And everybody's on your side, obviously. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At, um, send us emails at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we will see you next time. Till then.